Our goal is pretty simple. I want to help you get what's in here and just splash it onto there. Don't worry, it's not rocket science. It's harder. Thanks for going to a special place with me. Carl Narkel. Cut it. That tree is probably too tall. Brace yourself, you are going to get some calls about that. Mr. Nargle, it is an honor to meet you, sir. Wait, what's going on? Hi, friends, and welcome to Paint with Ambrosia. It takes paint to a whole new place, and it's been a lot of places. Good night, everyone. I've never seen him that mad. Does this mean I'm your ears? Don't let fame bring out the worst in you. A real man never looks back. He's the new tote bags. It's only because yours weren't selling. You're lucky I'm an artist instead of a woman who says really mean things to other women. You were an artist. A real artist follows his heart. My Uber is here. I don't know what that is. It's goodbye. How's everything going? Awesome. What's the image tucked away in your brain that makes your heart ache and your soul feel like it's going to burst? Carl is one-dimensional and very sexist. You know I don't care what people say about me. Yes, Burlington. Carl stole my newspaper. Yes, we're aware that Carl is stealing newspapers. Please hold. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Movies, where we talk about the Indian genre films you've never heard of, the ones you can't hear enough about, and the ones you never want to hear about again. My name is Nathaniel Muir, and I'm the movie editor at AIPT. Joining me on these ongoing adventures is the host who will let you bring the woodpecker if he can bring the wood. <laughs> That's right. And I'm always bringing the wood. I'm like, what's up? <laughs> I don't know why I thought you were going to have like a laying the pipe <laughs> reference, but I was like, how can he get pipe and wood into it? <laughs> I'll work on that next time. Yeah, next time. Carry some pipe. Yeah. It's good to have you back. Um, yeah, man. Felt like I've been gone a while, actually. For I don't know why. Just one week. but Just one week. With, yeah, but good to have you here. Regina was able thank to you, download for it. As always. Kind of strange to have you come back. And uh, it's been a while, but we actually do not have uh, a horror movie to cover this week. Though we have a pair of interesting ones, but no horror. But I think it's been a while. You know, we've been uh, we've pretty diehard to our to our genre and our morbidly beautiful network all year. And yeah, we do like to branch out. And yeah, I think this... Yeah, this kind of like broke up the uh, broke up the darkness. We've been going some dark places lately, man. And, yeah, yeah. If everything from satanic panic to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> aliens having sex with Mexicans, <laughs> we did that one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, gotten in some right. cult doc- cult documentaries. Jeez, um, yeah. yeah. we've we've kind of run the gamut. Yeah, we've done some sicko stuff. Uh, some real sexy stuff yeah no and this is yeah. Yeah, quite the departure so <laughs> yeah yeah so hopefully everyone will enjoy it because there are some enjoy the show if maybe not the movies yes. <laughs> but um we do have horror news however so uh, a few years back gosh it doesn't seem like it was that long ago but um ty west released x 
which yeah. promised a sequel, Pearl, which also came out, which promised another sequel, Maxine. Um, X was set in the 70s. Pearl was set in during World War II. Let's say World War One, World War II. Sure. Yeah, uh, it was Technicolor. The beginning of Technicolor. Yeah. Maxine is set in the 80s. So um, they announced the cast. Now, we knew Mia Goth was going to be in it. And uh, Mia Goth wowed us at the beginning of the year in uh, Infinity Pool. Uh, she's great in Pearl, and I really like her in X, but she's going to be in Maxine. But they announced the, a cast, and man, it's a really awesome cast. Dude, it is. You're talking Kevin Bacon's? Holy cow. Now everybody's going to be tied to him. Giancarlo Esposito, who we all love from Breaking Bad and other other awesome roles, and Michelle Moynihan. Dude, what the hell? Yeah, uh, I, I like uh, Bobby Cannaville. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's his, is that how you say his name? I've heard people say it so many ways. Cannavale, kind of Cannavale. Yeah, he's he's actually great. Yeah, he's super great. Yeah, Halsey uh, or Hasley? uh, Halsey. Speaking of mispronouncing things, Lily Collins, who's in uh, Emily in, I've heard it called Emily in Paris, but I personally think it's supposed to be Emily in Paris. Because it rhymes. That's what I think. <laughs> I like that better. It makes more sense, right? Yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah. Emily and Paris. I like that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Never seen it, but that's what they should change the title. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I've, li- I've seen X and Pearl, like what I've seen so far. Really interested in seeing what uh, Ty West does with this uh, 80s. I, I, I believe it's going to be set in the porn world, right? Because it's a continuation of the of X. And uh, she really wanted to be a star, and I think she makes it. So um, this is it. I think this is yeah. No, the Ty West was born to make this movie. Just the like the screens from it, like the poster work I, I've seen. I mean, it is. I, this is going to be really well. I'm, I don't know, but I'm excited for it. Sounds cool. Yeah, and we've talked about it on here before. The Ty West can be a divisive director, but um, X seems like across the board, people really liked it uh pearl people really praise the uh, mia goth's performance so i think this will do really well but whether it does or doesn't doesn't really matter to me because i'm very much looking forward to this movie yeah so uh one of the bigger film festivals of the year maybe the biggest film festival of the year is the Cannes film festival um it's gonna right around the corner i believe it's gonna be in the summer of this year so there's gonna be a movie there and i don't know if i'm pronouncing this right it's jean duberry um something about louis the 14th and i think his mistress or something i don't know don't want to see it don't really care for our purposes what's interesting to us is um johnny depp is starring in it and i'm i think uh, this is his first role since the whole amber heard thing so my question to you, is this a comeback for Johnny Depp or is this just the French being French? I think it's a little bit of both, sir. <laughs> it, uh... <laughs> a little uh... bit from column A and a little <laughs> bit from column D. <laughs> column B. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so let's be real. Well, let's talk some shit about the French, which was the, uh, was it Louis the 14th or the 16th that was like, the real stinky guy who like died because he had like pustules all over his body. Uh, which one was the French one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. um, it's the one who I believe he was like actually pretty popular and had like a yeah. decades long reign. Yeah. And uh, I think all of the French kings of that era ended up being killed. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I don't know which is the popular one or not. So it, it may I'm well be. I don't know. Well, either way, the Johnny Depp's uncanceled, I guess. Uh, well, at least in France, 
and uh, let's go. But I mean, if you ask me, I honestly, I think we all owe Johnny Depp a big thank you for you know keeping that year exciting and fun. You know, we had a lot of we had a lot of fun uh, laughing yes. at, at all that. So yeah, I'm glad to see him back. For I'm not going to be watching this movie. I don't think. But. <laughs> Welcome no, no. back, Johnny. Yeah, welcome back. I mean, he was a good actor. Uh, yes. And then I don't know what happened to him where he just started thinking ah. like he has a bad agent. That's what I think. <laughs> because he was just coming up in some horrible, horrible projects. Um, the Amber Heard thing, we don't need to cover that. And um, the uh, it's kind of fun. I guess it's kind of a uh, uh, an indictment um, of uh, today's world. But that thing was, like you said, hours and weeks and months right of entertainment uh maybe about a week or two afterward the aftermath was kind of interesting and it just went away like you just don't hear about it anymore i i I heard that she has like a book coming out or something um and then i did see that the court had now is like they're forced now they are forcing her to pay the sum that or whatever that you know it's like she's had to pay up finally after the all the court proceedings and stuff so oh yeah. that's hilarious yeah yeah and she has a book coming out i think she has a book coming out about the whole incident that's very like uh i'm still the victim kind of thing you know right Even, you know whatever well let's start placing bets when do we see the first book burning because <laughs> that will be shown on instagram and twitter and uh, whatever what is it mastodon facebook yeah. all those places like there will be book burnings i i'm sure it will because i hear all the pages are two ply well i guess there's nothing more to add to that no sir we need to look to genre of the future there's a little bit of a break because um, in the next few weeks and months, like the summer movie season is starting and there's going to be like a shit ton of movies coming out. So mm-hmm. this is a little bit of a respite, but there's, there's a few things coming out. So um, on April the 7th, there's a pair of movies that are coming on out on uh, uh, streaming networks. Um, the first one is You're Killing Me. It's about a girl who goes to a heaven or hell party and I, she wants to join an, an elite college and she um she has to fight to survive uh, kind of sounds like ready or not but in a younger crowd type of thing yeah. um it looks like it's decent it could be decent here's the other kicker about this uh dermont mulroney who is a, a local yes. favorite here i guess yeah uh, we, we've enjoyed our, our our dermont um and Anne Hayes. Art, rest in peace yeah that was weird and i yeah. i kind i was i didn't know if you're gonna bring it up or not so i was like yeah. so obviously this movie was made a while ago sure. um yeah and super interesting because man i don't remember the last time i saw her in something that's the only reason i'm really bringing it up at all because like seriously it's a tragic story it's we're not making light of anything no. she uh she uh she she hadn't worked in a while and if i i'm guessing this has to be one of her last projects so Man, uh, kind of weird. Well, not weird. Just interesting to see her her name and to see her so featured in the in the trailer. So, yeah, I think it's gonna could be an interesting movie. I might watch it just to kind of see. What she yeah, yeah, no kidding. I I I'm I'm kind of on the same boat with that. Um, the other thing coming on April the seventh, I just like generically said streaming network, but this is going to Netflix. So this is a big one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one. Yeah, that that that, that little one. Um, Chupa short for chupacabra um this is like a family friendly more of an adventure movie something that we don't really cover or talk about all that often but it basically it's about a boy who befriends a chupacabra 
I thought that the Chupacabra would be um, CGI, but I read that, they, that there is some of that in it. Oh, yeah. But they actually use a small dog and so a small trained dog in some of the scenes. Wow, that's that's pretty interesting. Not something you hear about very often. Wow. Um, the movie itself it looks like pretty standard fare for that type of movie. Um, I think there will be a lot of ten year old kids who will really love it. I think I, I agree with you. I actually think that I'm not talking very highly of it, but I think it's going to be, <laughs> I think it's going to be very popular. I think you're right. No, it's totally, uh, it's got like, you know, well, it's, it's, it's like an ET style adventure story, I think. Um, but that, yeah, it could be great. It could be great. Which also reminds me, I saw somebody, maybe, I guess it wasn't you, but somebody sent me like a meme earlier this week that was like, you know, if me and my friends found ET, we would have killed it with hammers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why i don't know i guess they were just horrible horrible hooligans when they were children i mean <laughs> he's an alien like who would kill an alien like i mean maybe be scared of it and hate it but uh i would take pictures of it and capture him and sell him <laughs> doesn't he like run in fear and put his hands up like the first time they see him so yeah um, yeah he's like he's, he's harmless <laughs> like, it, with hammers if it, it'd be like 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 beating up a homeless person you a, a <laughs> Like us beating up a child. Yeah. <laughs> this is, no. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Yeah. I've, and I've actually, um, that kind of explains it. <laughs> but not really. Reddit's kind of calmed down over the course of it. Has. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say anything bad about E.T. Like at all. I, no. Like the, the most I've ever heard is I don't like it as much as I, I didn't like it as much as I thought I would maybe. Sure. But. I've never heard anybody say that. killed it with hammers. That's so awesome. Uh, <laughs> Which leads us to our next movie, uh, Colonials. This is also coming oh, yes. to uh, video on demand digital. Uh, April the 11th. This one's about a space colonist who's uh, traveling from Mars and they crash land on Earth. And then they have to save a resistance that's stuck in the dark age from an advanced moon enforcer. They're basically <laughs> going to save the galaxy from, it sounds like a video game. And actually the poster kind of looks like Mass Effect. It does. Uh, the trailer is highly video game-like, I would say even. Um, here's the thing about this. I think this kind of looks cool. <laughs> it kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah, you know, it's most of the time, I think we just, the last time I was on, we talked about like a sci-fi thing that did not look particularly cool. Some people would call these like low budget, you know, kind of thing. But this is, you know, I don't know how low budget this is. I mean, to have this kind of CG and stuff like that takes a little bit of funds and, and uh, the actual costumes look pretty cool. There's like a, you know, like a dark robot Lord guy. <laughs> sounds yeah. Funny. Yeah. Pretty menacing. Uh, I don't know. I think this looks kind of cool. Uh, I might, I might check this out. The, uh, the description of it and the way I was like talking about it, it doesn't sound very, it sounds actually like uber generic. It, it, it might be. And, but you're right though, the, the, uh, the trailer really hooks you. Yeah. Um, it doesn't look like, like special effects wise. It doesn't look as good as that. Uh, what was that really boring one we saw? Um, where they were stuck in space on the space station, the three people. Oh, yeah. Rubicon. Rubicon, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look as good, but it looks like a hell of a lot more fun. Like, no, yeah. Wow, man. Rubicon was one of the best looking 
like sci-fi movies I've ever seen. Like Rubicon yeah. had some amazing imagery. And while this is much more, um, I would say like arcadey, like arcade video game style, I like guess yeah. got some of that to it. Like Tron kind of, there's like some Tron vibes to this um, right. that I think are cool, but I think it works. Um, and, you know, give me, give me a, give me a quick, you know, a plot that moves along at a good clip and some action. Ah, sounds cool. Exactly. Like, um, just make it simple like kind of lean into the cheesiness of it don't try to make it more serious than it it actually is like mm -hmm. it's called colonial so a part of me worries like oh my gosh they're gonna talk about colonizers and stuff like i worry yeah. about but um i mean there's room for that discussion in some movies not this movie like this one yeah. looks like it should just be cheesy fun like i can yeah. i can fuck with it i'll fuck like, uh, the uh, final movie that we're talking about coming out also on April 11th it's coming to Screenbox now Screenbox I, I don't have I'm a shutter person but mm. Screenbox did give us um, all jacked up and full of worms like that's yeah, that's great. kind of it's an they have an interesting library it seems like because <laughs> on April 11th they're getting Cube and uh, everyone's uh, and you might think like oh Cube that's you know on Pluto I think it's sure. this is the japanese remake of it now does that mean it's going to be better i don't know but i definitely want to see it <laughs> <laughs> that's so true so yeah screenbox uh, interesting entity i think the last time i used it i watched uh terrifier maybe the sequel terrifier 2 was on there oh yeah uh, and i think that's what i watched so yeah it's it's not a bad service but yeah this might have me checking it out maybe for a month you know i, I kind of want i kind of want to see this so yeah and who knows, in the future, we might have more to say about Maybe. <laughs> we, we may well have more to say about Cube. <laughs> if you really want to, like, mess with someone, let them know that you have an old school kung fu movie for them. Play it, and then just let the Spanish flow. <laughs> <laughs> it will totally, it confused me. I mean, I've seen plenty of movies in Spanish. I've never seen a martial arts movie in Spanish. Uh -uh. So, um, our first movie this week is Fist of the Condor. And uh, it's a straight up martial arts movie. It's about a scroll that can teach you an amazing fighting technique. Bad guys are trying to steal it. Uh, a good guy is trying to protect, it, pr protect it or maybe take also it from them. use it. But... Yeah, and use it like... Martial arts movies, like the old, like the Shaw Brothers ones, and those ones from the same. There are no convoluted plots are no strangers to mm. martial arts movies. <clears throat> this movie, even for a martial arts movie, has one of the most confusing plots I have ever seen. Thank you for starting this segment by saying that, <laughs> because uh, I, I'm not joking. And uh, when you know we grew up in a spanish-speaking community i think you and i both understand spanish pretty well uh we don't necessarily speak it too well but we understand you know a lot of it right. um and uh so that was not necessarily the hurdle i needed to climb <laughs> oh no no in like <laughs> in the very beginning when it said un pelicula de whatever yeah. the director's name was i was like okay like cool. totally not what i thought yeah. but uh uh, that's cool i can i can deal not a problem at all yep yeah and but uh that's not where yeah so this movie i don't know if i've ever been as kind of baffled by exactly what i was watching the entire time not to say i wasn't entertained by what i was watching 
I just don't know when or how any of it was transpiring in a timeline. I still don't know. Uh, I'm so glad you put it like that. And spoiler alert, we're going to talk about yeah, some, some plot points, but man, like even if we tell you exactly what happens, I don't know how you'd be able to, I don't know if you'd be able to piece it together because I can't piece it together and, and I lived it. Like I watched this thing. The uh, And you're, you're, what you said is so right. Like I knew what was happening, but I didn't know when in the timeline anything was going on. And it's so weird because this movie is non-linear. It goes back and forth with like, the editing isn't very good all the time no. so like i i would get lost in that and then sometimes i was so confused i was like wait a minute like it was it was like contradicting itself except it wasn't contradicting itself because what i was watching took place x amount of years ago and the scene that i thought was contradicting was happening in the present i guess i don't know but i was so confused with this movie it was so and then that's not even going into the fact that there's a dual role in it and Okay. Oh, nine chapters in a movie that's less than an hour and a half <laughs> when chapter so... five rolled around and i looked and it was like 23 minutes in i was like what the fuck because <laughs> it's, like, it's like okay like lots of movies use chapters and lady snowblood we just saw that and like uh that was what three chapters four chapters uh, maybe three, four, three or four yeah yeah this one like i mean once it got to chapter eight and it had like a different it was like instead of uh white on black it was black on white the i was like okay like this is the final chapter and then there's still another <laughs> this thing was like the pacing was jacked in this movie like oh. nothing nothing could really impact you because everything was so quick exactly that was the i think that was the thing that really bothered me the most was um everything it was kind of like the like a like a almost like a psychedelic movie it moved yeah. at such a weird clip like it would give you and then it would do the weirdest shit it would show you part of a timeline jump to what i think is the present time jump back to that original timeline and then flash back from that timeline to an even further past <laughs> timeline <laughs> And I think it does this like two or three times. Multiple times it does this in it. And what makes this um what makes this even more, I don't know, maybe frustrating is that almost all of the flashback or passings, it's they're almost all training montages. Like almost like if there's nine chapters, I think like six of them are training montages easily <laughs> yeah. it's it's so so you you don't have time to like usually like the training montage is the lead up to someone who's really weak and he even mentions like oh i can't beat like the big the big bad he straight up says it so you're like okay we're gonna see him build up his strength and get to that point to where he can beat him and it tells you in the very beginning that this is part one so you kind of know he's not gonna face off against the big bad in this right. but you figure by the end of the movie he's gonna be pretty awesome but it's like a training montage, then him being awesome, then a training montage, then him being awesome. Then it's kind of that you don't really see that progression. No, you don't. And as a matter of fact, it felt like, like I said, it feels like he's moving backwards the whole time. It doesn't really feel like he's progressing. And when I say he, I mean um, our El Guerrero, <laughs> the warrior. <laughs> so, I mean, I, that was kind of a baffling choice and it seems that the other thing that makes it kind of crazy is how deliberate it all is 
it's it's not like it it's kind of just oh it's kind of just muddy moving no like these are specific choices to show you these things in a very specific way that was crazy it was crazy now that said there's kind of this underlying humor to it all yeah that i think really saves it you know that's the thing that kind of kept me going like well at least they're not fucking taking it too seriously here there is i'm sorry go ahead no go ahead go ahead i was gonna say there's a great joke in this early in the beginning in the movie because you never hear a renegade reference and i'm talking like lorenzo lamas renegade (laughs) you never hear it and you get one in this movie yeah it made me laugh out loud whatever it does that yeah Yeah. this movie's like you're right it has this humor to it and um there's also there's kind there's a mystery going on here because it's kind of like uh okay what did you do to him what did he do to you and then it's not it doesn't develop in the best way but then you kind of as it things are happening and they're introducing like families and all this weird trickery and family members dying and stuff and it's um it, it's understand and it's very very typical kung fu stuff like oh yeah uh, but it, the way it's un, 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 unravels is a little confusing but it, it's perversely entertaining to watch it it is it's got this like it's kind of like watching I, I say i might say this kind of a lot but like it's kind of like a trauma movie like it's kind of like this train wreck but like it's awesome the whole time too and you're kind of just you're kind of vibing on the absurdities of the whole thing and i mean to say i wasn't you know invested you know i as much as i could for what i understood i you know i wanted him to fucking win the fucking showdown and you know what the other thing about and this is like this this is either a fight montage or or a training montage or a fight that's yeah. what this movie is. There, there's really no in between. There's there's some small storytelling, but it's mostly it's mostly those two things. And they're all, those are always choreographed really cool. And um, I love how um, for the bigger fight sequences, there's like this huge like they're like they take like six minutes to like stretch and like do all this that stuff. Was, yeah, that I love awesome. that stuff. I loved it. And and uh, for those who just saw John Wick for um, Fist of the Condor stars Mark uh, Zoror. I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Who plays like the, the marquee in John Wick? His like right hand man, his, his mm-hmm. big his big bad. Um, he's a star of this, and he's awesome in this. Like um, whenever I see a video of Muhammad Ali, I'm like, man, that guy. He is his punches are lightning fast. This guy's punches are incredibly quick like i mean it's so crazy to see that i don't know if it's camera work or not but it's amazing to see um the fight scenes are i mean it's a kung fu movie so that's really what what you're in this for and the first one's pretty typical like but it's cool and then i just figured like each fight would be an escalating one and then you get the the one with the motorcycle um (laughs) it's pretty cool yeah and and then you get the bar fight one and that one that one really underwhelmed me because I thought, okay, he's in a bar. Some people thought they could mess with him. Now he's back to mess with them. And it was kind of over before it began. So that oh, really yeah. surprised me. Yeah. I thought, yeah, that, I thought that was like a weird choice, right? I think he's like going to go annihilate all these guys. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he really, he, I mean, he gives a, I think there's a hefty punch or two, but that's about it. And yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, that, that was also one of the things like that was kind of smack dab in the middle of the movie too. And so you're expecting kind of like a mid mid movie, you know, 
fireworks kicking yeah (laughs) this is where he's gonna show off like his full range of skills because someone's picked on him and he really didn't want to deal with it but now he has to so this is where we see him and you're right he like punches one guy across the bar and i think Mm -hmm. he kicks another guy across it but that's kind of it like i didn't expect him to kill anybody but i expected it to be like badass well right um but this is what i'll say about that which i actually think is maybe kind of genius it 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 puts doubt into your fucking head for the final fucking showdown. It really does. And I think that's kind of clever, you know, because you're still going like, man, is he going to fucking this guy? This red haired asshole is a real tough son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. No, like That's we. I mean, we might as well get into okay. it. Like the, the villains in this. So there's two villains, like the one that uh, yeah. the hero is after, but he doesn't play a big part of it. Then yeah. you actually get the guy that he fights and then, like he's a red headed guy and this dude was like genuinely scary because he had like black eyeliner on. Yeah, he always had the sick ass eyeliner. Yeah, on. he he looked kind of like disheveled. Yeah. And then the way he moved, like he he was just like he had what what do they call it? Like double jointed or something. Yeah, like, he was really limber. And then he goes to a dojo at one point and like just destroys everyone there. And even though it's not really graphic, it's a pretty fucked up scene. Yeah, I I love a good like. Oh, stomp somebody to like obliteration you know like there's a lot of that and yeah that's a that's a that's a pretty brutal scene like you said there's not gore to it per se but it's got a brutality to it that really that's the guy that sets you up to be like holy shit this guy's tough as tough as nails you know and he he he'll cheat because yeah the the hero as in any classic kung fu he has a strange weakness yes. and the bad guy knows of this weakness so he's prepared his, his gadget for this fight and uh yeah he, like like you said they, they get to this fight and there's a good stretching sequence there which is awesome because <laughs> neither of them distract the other they're just straight no. up like getting ready like, yeah it's like they left the camera rolling before they were going to shoot the fight scene yeah. like these guys are limbering up and then you get this climactic fight scene and this is why i thought that okay this maybe it was cool that he didn't go all out in the bar fight because we're gonna get it in this fight and uh i have to say the killing blow in this is the fight's awesome but and the killing blow is one of the most satisfying i have ever seen (laughs) such a good killing blow and it's a callback for to a previous scene that is actually hilarious so like there's so much right about the finale of this movie and it's condor but it is it is the condor you know you know mentality and style you know that he implores so man it really just comes together and it's the i think the only scene in the movie where there's straight up gore yeah. like it's really quick but like you get to people and you're like whoa so like, it, because they hadn't done it the rest of the movie I, it took me back i was like whoa and then afterwards like you said there's a, a condor involved and then they show the aftermath yeah <laughs> and they show it in all its all, all its gory glory and yeah. it's like it's um for all its faults uh, they couldn't have ended the movie any better and that's not quite the end but they couldn't have ended the fight any better right. like it's so so good like it made everything worth it 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 really did i i i was really proud of <laughs> <laughs> the movie for for doing and handling that that whole ass sequence the way it did it was it really did feel like yeah we've been all this madness that we've fought our way through really really did get us to this point i hope it doesn't let you down and man it really doesn't at all 
Yeah, and you're right, like, to be proud of it, because every once in a while, <laughs> you'll see a movie, or you'll see a scene in a movie, and, like, you literally, like, cheer. You're, like, <laughs> you you like, you know, pump your fist, or you clap, or you stand up, or whatever, like, this ending gave me that feeling, and I was, like, <laughs> so, so well, and so well done, so, uh, Fist of the Condor, it's on, uh, Haya right now, there's a Haya network, <laughs> um, and you will not guess what types of movies they have on there, but Fist of the Condor is one of them, uh, C or no C? Wow, Fist of the Condor really surprised me, um, this movie is highly flawed, <laughs> you, you will see them, and they will be apparent from the word go, but man, did I have fun, I think you should watch Fist of the Condor. Fist of the Condor, we say this a lot on the show, but you have to have patience. Um, you absolutely need to have patience in this. And it's not like, oh, wait, wait and see where's where this goes. The story will take you somewhere. It really doesn't. <laughs> like as things progress and you get to the ending, like it'll be absolutely worth it. Plus, you don't hear enough renegade references. Our free feature presentation is about a man with a perm and a very soft voice who hosts a painting show on public access. So immediately you'll be thinking, ooh, something about Bob Ross. Kinda, but not really. Uh, paint is about a public public access, no, not public access, public, PBS. It's, yes, it's, public broadcasting, yeah. yes. A painter named Carl Nargle, amazing name. <laughs> <laughs> like the most popular uh host of, of a public broadcasting system painting show in vermont and uh he's kind of a um kind of the, the times have passed him and a new younger painter joins and uh she's become the new toast of the station so carl's trying to deal with that and uh, move forward with his life and paint is our feature presentation so this movie is super interesting um I thought, I mean, when you see the poster, you're going to think it's Bob Ross. So there's no way you can oh, not yeah. think about Bob Ross. So um, performances are really what you first have to talk about. And I think uh, Owen Wilson, he did a really good job in this. Oh, I mean, he is the movie, you know, like yeah. this, this movie is just him, you know, working his way through this character. And uh, yeah, odd, really odd. And the the nature of the character being kind of just like, soft monotone guy kind of leads to the movie kind of being soft and monotone if you if you know what i mean yeah and you bring up a really good point so spoiler alert i mean this movie's super predictable and it does what you expect it to do yeah but uh we'll mention some plot points in it but um the uh one of the things that i was expecting in this is because one of the jokes of this movie is um how soft-spoken Carl Nargle is. And it leads to like some, you know, easy, some low-hanging fruit humor. And then some really clever humor, I think. Like when uh, Stephen Root asks him, are you yelling at me? And he's like, yeah, I am. But he's still talking. <laughs> like, um, I was expecting that one really big blow-up. But uh, I think, wisely, the movie never does that. He always stays yeah. at this even keel that I thought was really cool. Yeah, the man, I guess this, right, this movie kind of, like you said, it, it goes exactly where you think it, it, it will, but it kind of subverts some expectations. Um, yeah. That's definitely one of them. Um, I, you, I, you really think that, you know, you're going to watch this nice man kind of unravel, and you do, you do, but it's like this very 
fucking laid back, kind of unfolding, not unraveling of a person, kind of like just slowly kind of coming away, uh, coming uh, at his seams and kind of coming to some realizations. Now, we say this a lot, and I'm going to ask you, is this a coming of age movie? My gosh, that is a super good question. I did not think about, I didn't think of that at all. But now that you say it, I can't help but see it as that because he's very much stuck in the past. And as the movie progresses, he almost reluctantly, like he he gets to where he's supposed to be. He has this epiphany and uh, he does become a man. I guess you, yeah, you, you, you can say that because he's very much... Because, I mean, there's flashbacks scattered throughout. And I think the oldest one is, I think, 22 years ago or 19 years yeah. ago or something like yeah. that. So he's kind of a man-child, uh, not, not in the Adam Sandler sense, but he's very much, I mean, he's literally been painting the same picture for decades. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you know what? This <laughs> is one of the strangest coming of age. Not strange that it's so odd and weirdly oh, no. shot and strange storytelling, but it's just... It like flew on, flew under my radar. <laughs> it, it was so strange. Like I got about like halfway through it and I started to have this kind of like revelation about it and, go, and kind of thinking like, oh shit, we're kind of just, yeah, we're kind of watching Carl, you know, come to terms that he can't just do the same old shit that he always does and get away with it anymore. And, and he's, he's forced, which is actually the most interest, interesting part of the movie is he forces himself. Well, the station forces him to take a look at himself, which in turn makes all the people around him around him kind of look at themselves too. So it's kind of like this like ripple effect. And it was interesting. As weird as this movie was, this is a really interesting bit of storytelling of watching all these people kind of realize things that they've been doing for years and years and that they want to change them. And it was, yeah, I couldn't get over the fact that I was like, man, this is, this really is a really strange coming of age tale for all of these people, not only Carl, it's really weird. Yeah. And you know what, you bring up something that um, I, I didn't even think of it in the coming of age terms, but I, I saw the same things you did that like, there's a, as silly as this movie is, and it's really silly. Yeah. Like, um, there's um there's some deeper themes that well not too many deeper things but there is a definite like overriding theme of uh living with your past and being uh, the inability to move forward and something like carl obviously has the biggest story but i mean it could be as silly as one of the characters uh kids at church call her juicy like she can't (laughs) get past that like it's a funny joke it is (laughs) um Every character you're right has something in their past, some more important and less silly than others that they're trying to move on from, which uh, I thought was really, really yeah. cool. Like I wasn't expecting, like literally every character, just about every character has something, which you don't see that kind of attention paid to that large of a cast. You really don't. And, you know, you would think that, um, I don't know, that you, you, I don't know about you, but I, as I was kind of watching along, I was kind of expecting to like be hating some of these characters. Like you're going to have the good characters that you like. Can you just like, not here. Everybody's kind of in the same kind of boat. You know, they're all kind of miserable and they're all kind of sad. And they, you know, they're, they're almost all in a position they don't or never thought they'd be in. And which creates an interesting dynamic. And yeah, it's, you I think that though, what I just said, like how these people are all kind of just like 
slow melancholy kind of like i think that's going to be really off-putting for a certain subsect of this audience that are going oh man i'm so glad that you said yeah. that because i do have something that i wanted to talk about with you but before we get to that um you had talked about um the um subverting expectations oh. and this movie does a lot of things that are that are really cool one thing that i thought was interesting and not in a good way is that so ambrosia comes in and you're right there's yeah. like no villains in this movie yeah. like at all um ambrosia comes in who's the new uh hot hot painter at at the station and they set up this love triangle and she's the one who calls carl out and tells him like hey you've been mistreating women you've been doing this and that like you need to clean up your act and you think like okay this is where it's going to come to a head and it kind of goes nowhere and uh i thought ambrosia for like as important as she should be in theory is like like not very underdeveloped like surprisingly so how she means so little to the plot the probably the biggest you know writing flaw here is that man she evaporates from the story you know she she comes in she shakes everything up she's yeah she's the catalyst right but that's it that's really it we we get a little development but nothing nothing substantial she's she's virtually in the same place as she was the beginning of the movie yeah, like she comes in, like she's the one who like shakes everything up, and you're like, okay, yeah. she's gonna be a big part. She's gonna get people to see, yeah. you know, what's going on, and she kind of like, uh, like, like the whole like um, throwing a stick of dynamite and then just walking away, right? Like she just, but it's it's weird. Like it's it's like they forgot about her. They yeah. do really good with the other characters, but like yeah. one of the most important, they completely ignore, which I thought was really weird um you had mentioned that you're some people are going to find this off-putting and uh i agree with that but i saw on rotten tomatoes i thought this was really weird like sometimes you'll see something that's whatever 80 percent, or you'll see something that's 50 percent, and you'll get it this movie has a 28 percent rotten on rotten tomatoes like like i mean no one is liking this movie like (laughs) So my question to you, before we get into whether you liked it or not, like, doesn't that seem really low? Like for all its faults, for all, I mean, what do you, one, does it seem really low? And two, like, what do you think has caused that reaction? Because it totally shocked me. Yeah. Okay. So I am shocked that it is that low. To hear that it it is low, I, I would not have been surprised, you know, like that. Right. But, you know, the only, the word that comes to mind and you know is boring i I think a lot of audience members must find this movie boring and it has goes back to what i said right at the top is like it's all monotone it's all soft it's all the storytelling is never too high never too low it never takes you too far abreast of dead of center and i think that leads to this kind of like lukewarm bowl of oatmeal kind of feel to it you know I don't know if if that if you felt that at all. Not that I'm saying I necessarily felt like it was boring, but I could see, I could see that you know. You know what? Like, um, I I didn't think of it in that in those terms, but I think you're right. Like, because it doesn't do anything. No, not only does it not do anything noteworthy, like it almost like stubbornly says we're following this path, and nothing will take us off of it at all <laughs> like yeah. and you're gonna either you like it or you don't like it it just it doesn't rock the boat like in any way whatsoever <laughs> no. so 
but you're probably right on that one um man that's really shocking to me but that's what other people think so um paint from a from ifc ifc films it's coming to theaters uh you might be on your way to see it right now oh c or no c man so i'll tell you this i uh <laughs> after watching it i was a full no c right i was i was like i don't think i can recommend especially theater bucks right i really don't and i and you know what i still don't <laughs> i don't think i don't necessarily you should go Fair. to the theater for that but in hindsight i kind of like reflected <laughs> on it and you know i found some real i think this movie does some interesting things I, and i think the acting is really great while the story is kind of just this like it is what it is i did find enjoyment in it so i'm going to give you a recommend check it out when you can check it out not in theater I agree with that. I think you should check this out. I think because it is so run of the mill that you might not want to spend money on it. That being said, if you're kind of leaning towards seeing it, like there are some really good performances in it. Yeah. And there is some like laugh out loud funny moments in it. And then the comedy ranges from like like stupid sex humor to like actual like clever jokes in it. Like it 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 does a really, really good job. So yeah, I would say check this movie out. Every Saturday, you can find us here. We're a part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network where they have a bunch of horror-themed uh, podcasts, including us. We also have an open review policy. So if you want to let us know about any indie movies, maybe some martial arts stuff, drop us a line. We will definitely check it out. Let's see your filth. <clears throat> well, not your filth, but you know what I mean. All right, do it that. Check it out. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram, Adventures and Movies. You can find us individually. You can find Nathaniel. I call him Patrick on this here show, creeping out on Instagram, Adventures and Nathan. I'm Blake. I'm on Twitter at Four Eyed Horror. And Regina, who valiantly served as co host last week, is on Twitter at Danger Chavez. And next week, follow us down to the cubic. <laughs> who fucking knows? I don't know. Check it out. <laughs> you can uh, follow us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. Uh, Amazon Music has podcasts now, and we are one of them. You can also go to Morbidly Beautiful, wherever the best podcasts in the world are. That's where you will find us. Wherever you listen to us, make sure to give us a rating or just tell a friend to listen. And that's our cue. We will talk to you next week. Hiya, continue.